a man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a food dream sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. And take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going just as fast as my feet can Alright, welcome back to the bunkhouse, folks. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home live every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 Central here in the U.S., or it is podcast out on your favorite podcast platform at The Outdoor Zone, um, or just go to theoutdoorzone.com and you can catch all that stuff. My name is TJ Graney. In the bunkhouse with me is Cody Ryan. Testing, testing, one, two. <laughs> yeah. And Exploding beef the airwaves. Live. Beef oh. Oh, yeah. Sporting his CCA cap. That's right. And, it's fishing uh, time. Road Rash is the ranch in that gets here early. Make sure the old the gate gets open. The old pot belly stove gets fired up. And it's needed today. CR, you look like you are <laughs> cold. Bundled up. Well, I am. I, I'm actually in Cleveland or outside of Cleveland, Texas at a buddy's uh ranch who has a lake here on the on the ranch that we go to and do an annual fishing trip and um he likes to keep the cabin nice and chilly so i uh yeah i'm wrapped up in a blanket sitting here talking to you guys hey we have what? matching what's wrong with we that? have matching hoodies on we have koz hoodies on. oh my god did we just become best friends mm, bff <laughs> radio bff <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yep. Thank you folks for being tuned in. You're the regulators. You're the ones that we, uh, love to hang out with. And, uh, this show is typically just a bunch of guys sitting around a campfire talking about the outdoors and whatever else comes up in between just flew in. Boy, are my arms tired. Uh, now I, I was trying to make it. Have back. you ever missed a chance to use that joke? <laughs> Hey, no. let me tell you about, there's these three pieces of string. No. Okay. One day I'm going to tell that joke on the radio. People are going to go, you have, oh, man. you have 37 have? times. Yes. Well, yeah, you, but that's over like 61 years. So see the I problem mean, people All forget the, it's a whole new generation. They're going to need to hear that joke. The, the, uh, the KOZ kids, was, when they hear that, the first three words of that, they, they get a tick. They start, mm, mm, mm. Their eye spazzes and they're like, oh, no, no. They tell it that they tell it that night at the bar. It's, <laughs> it's a classic. That's true. So, yeah. um, I was in Lynchburg, Virginia, 
last three days and uh it was supposed to snow yesterday didn't well, well you were there like six hours ago yeah <laughs> well i flew from there i got from there my flight was normal regular and on time from there to um charlotte north carolina which is the american airlines hub and then my flight got uh delayed for a couple hours i'm thinking okay you know a couple hours and then about 10 10 o'clock they said okay well that pilot is in new york we don't have a pilot for this plane so we're canceling canceling the flight i'm like say i can do it i can do it <laughs> no I, I would see pilots walking around you know and i'd say hey wait can, what are you doing <laughs> next couple of, i'm sorry sir it doesn't work that way well it could if you just jump in there <laughs> Uh, fire that bad boy up. Let's go to Texas. <laughs> they and, got the uh, keys and everything. <laughs> you don't need keys. They don't have keys in those. Things. I wonder what gas so, prices uh, are like. Anyway, they uh, and I waited in line. I, I booked two flights on my phone while I was standing in line. Uh, luckily, I was up near the kiosk because the line went down the hall through the woods and out into the highway, and uh, <laughs> it was. It was terrible. I would have hated to be, but you know, I was closer to the, to the ticket booth when it all happened. So I got in line and, uh, and they got me a flight at 10, 10 something. And so I got in about, I got home at two o'clock this morning, 2 a.m. 2 a.m. And then Which with the time change, right, right when the time changed. So it was really and it's 3 funny. It's funny because my, uh, watch was set at Eastern time. And the oh. question was, do I change it? Or do I leave it? And how did that work out? The question remains for you to answer. <laughs> no, well, what time is it? It's 8.07. Oh, what time you is tell it? me. Well, no, look at your watch. That's what We're we need on to know. air. We've been doing this for 20 it's years. Seven, it's 7 a, 7.07. 7.07. And my watch is Eastern time, 7.07. So actually, I'm I'm in tune with where I've been for the last three days. So nothing changed for me. Except for you stayed up till this is the, in the first morning. time I've ever experienced uh spring forward without experiencing it. Except for you stayed up till three in the morning. It's like yeah, a well. college kid. Yeah, yeah I was, had to see it. It was funny because I was at a conference and uh and it went till like eleven or eleven thirty and then it started again at eight o'clock the next morning and the in the conversation was how many of the guys are going to get up, roll out, be back at the conference in time for the eight o'clock start. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, man, these are all hunting and fishing guys. They step all night playing cards and then get up at 5am and go sit in the deer stand. And none of that stuff matters, and but it was funny because there was some trail life guys there, some mm. boys from trail life. And they had this whole camp area set up in this grass near the parking lot and it's sleeted and windy and cold all night long. And they, I said, those boys, man, they go out there in those tents. They, they're comfortable. They get that whole icy freezy thing. Just like anything. When you set your, when you're prepared, your mind, you put your your mind and, and your, you know, your clothing or your, yeah, you have the gear. Yeah. Then it's not nearly as bad. It's just like fishing in the rain. I say this, that fishing in the rain, 
looks terrible if you're inside watching somebody outside fishing in the rain. But the reality is when you're out there on the water and it's raining and you knew it was going to rain and you're prepared and you have the right rain gear and the right boots and all that, it's like, it's really not that big a deal. It's when you're not prepared that it's miserable. Mm-hmm. When that it starts exactly. down, when, you, when you're, you know, it starts a downpour and you didn't put on your rain gear, you forgot your rain gear or whatever. Hey, how, how did that uh, coat, Mrs. Grainy? I've told you, it's uh, one of those down jackets or puffy, whatever. Puffy yeah. jacket. F- like fiber filled? Yeah, fe- it's feather filled originally, or is the idea, right? Well, yeah, it would be got, down like a down, but it's down got blanket. the micro, the little, the, the 3M filling in it. Right. That's the, that's the, organ- and it's super lightweight. You just curl it up. You think, oh, this thing's cheap and, and would never help you. And it's just this incredibly, it's weird. a, it's unbelievable how warm those are. And they, you know, it's the poofy jackets. Yeah. 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 Know? The one the I swore I'd never wear. That, yeah, that you look at, uh, yeah, early on, just a couple well, years ago, you'd see was, somebody wearing. Terrible. Yeah. And you'd be like, whatever. I'm yeah, not wearing like that. A marshmallow. Yeah, I'm not wearing that Michelin thing. Michelin man. I, I'm not wearing anything else from this point forward. <laughs> no pants, the, no socks, no shoes. Well, that's, now that's getting awkward. <laughs> But it's, man, those things are, it's amazing. And the airflow through them, there is no airflow going 70 miles an hour down the, and, and I felt when you and I fished last fall at Sam Rayburn and it was November, early November, I believe. And you and I fished that tournament together Mm -hmm. and I had all my gear, you know, I've been doing this a long time. I knew it was supposed to get cold and. You had, you know, like a sweatshirt and that jacket or a jacket like it. And, you know, and you had like, you know, a couple pairs of britches on or whatever. And I felt so bad driving down the lake at 70 miles an hour. And I, I don't know if you remember me asking you several times, like, are you okay? I've got another jacket. If we, you know, do you need another jacket? And you're like, no, I'm fine. This jacket, it's really good jacket. And do you remember that? You see his face, Beef? He's like, he even has concern in his face like that. I was completely concerned. That's funny. That you were over there freezing because there's nothing more miserable than than being miserable in the outdoors. Call the ambulance and, you know, all that stuff. No, I just mean ill prepared and cold. Ambulance. You know what I mean? Like, just not, just not comfortable. And so I was very concerned and, uh, you're just now I look you were back on have... that and I, psh, you were fine. You turns had the out right was, jacket on. Turns out I was hot and sweaty and I was like, yeah. hurry up and stop. Cause I got to get this jacket off. <laughs> I thought you were, I thought you were just like, you know, trying to be nice and not like mess up our tournament or, you know, whine well, about I was, it. I was doing that too, but Man, Col- so beef, do you have a, do you have a puffy jacket or do you, I have are you a still puffy, wearing I have uh, a puffy vest, cotton, a puffy vest? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and see, I should have known because I had one of those puffy vests. I don't know where it is now, but 
that sucker was hot. Yeah, all the cool kids. You'd wear a, a hoodie, you know, underneath, right? And I uh, guess oh, you got your long game? sleeves. And yeah. <laughs> so I got a puffy jacket on right now. Look, see it? Look oh, at that. See man. it's puffy material. You're puffy. Well, I'll tell you something else that's puffy. McBride's guns is puffy. <laughs> that's weird. That was the worst transition. <laughs> so McBride's guns. You know, McBride's guns, I- I'll tell you one thing about McBride's guns, and Cody can tell you more about it, but. Uh, they have some fishing stuff that you don't find anywhere else. They got a great, they're a great resource for uh, fishing gear. They also have uh, golden coins over there. I've got some coins that I've collected over there. Um, golden, I, golden coins. And when I go in there, they they have a coin shop over there, and they can tell you about coins, gold, and that kind of stuff. Um, but they also have guns, new used trade ins. You can go and trade in your firearm for something that maybe is a better fit. Maybe somebody gave you a couple of guns and you want to trade them all in and just get one that really fits you. Well, Austin family owned and operated McBride's guns. It's the place to go. They got a gunsmith on staff. They can help you with finding a, a personal carry class. If you're looking for a youth firearm, they can help you with that. McBride, same place for years. Call them 472-3532 or online McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's guns, they're our hometown gun shop all right up next we'll talk a little fishing then we've got your news the weird all that more coming up it is the outdoor zone we are live all over the country uh 24 365 at the outdoorzone.com I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun, fix me some coffee and a honey bun. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone, number one outdoor show on radio and your favorite podcast. Find us on all your podcast platforms. Just track at the Outdoor Zone. Hey, the best Ram Truck Month savings without sticker scam and another D- at other dealerships come see the now maxwell supercenter don't be fooled by some dealership advertisements that show you a lower price and put super surprise aftermarket items on their cars to increase the price of the vehicle those are called addendums or dealer add-ons the now maxwell supercenter sells more the most award-winning lineup of vehicles from fca and that surge in jd power initial quality study named the ram ram the number one brand in america you have niles personal promise to beat any competitor's price in central texas just bring us their deal and we'll beat it during now maxwell's ram truck month 62183 in austin or online anytime at now maxwell supercenter.com talking fishing we just finished up the Bassmaster classic last week and we talked about it on the show as it was taking place the final day that there were a, uh, there was a tie going into the final day for the leader of the Bassmaster Classic there were a handful of guys that could really come back and win Jason Christie pulled it off in one of the biggest or yeah one of the it was close obviously just within ounces of winning uh but just an amazing story to kind of put a put a bow tie on that whole 
you know, wrap that whole thing up and put a tie on it as Jason Christie had gone, gone into the final day of the Bassmaster Classic two other times as the leader and failed to win. He has gone into the Bassmaster Classic on the final day at the same lake and lost. So to come back to the lake that he not only went into and led the first two days at in his previous event there uh, and then bombed on the final day because he didn't make adjustments that he needed to, he rolls into the Bassmaster Classic for the second time on the same lake the third time that he's gone into the final day out of only like seven attempts, he's only been to the classic, like a hand, you know, seven times. It's not like he's been there 27 times to have gone into the final day leading three times. I mean, he's almost, he's like 39% average. Don't calculate that 36% average of, (laughs) Should have going never into, started using numbers. Oh <laughs> my gosh, I know better. 33 33 33.3% repeating uh percentage to go into the final day of the Bassmaster Classic leading. And uh that's I mean that in itself is a huge feat. But to finally win a Bassmaster Classic on the final day and especially after after you know they do this bass tracks deal right so this means that throughout the day as these guys are catching fish they'll log in and when we do it too in our our tournament trail but you log in uh your guesstimated weights of it of the fish you catch and so online people can look and say well he thinks he has 12 pounds or he thinks he has 15 pounds or and so he was four pounds shy on his guesstimations of what he ended up having that's hilarious on purpose and so you think i think there's a lot i think a lot of people do that on purpose yeah i know i always underestimate uh on mine and I do that for, I mean, you don't want to overestimate, right? And then get all this attention and they send camera boats to you because you have. I was just going to ask you if that, if they, if you were out fishing and you were pounding a 20 pound bag or something, if the guys wouldn't throw a boat with some camera guys in it. And yeah. Well, that's part of the production there. production level is they'll use that information to oh, know who, gosh, who's doing sense. what. And then we also have another app that that we sign up, uh, that we sign into for the tournament day. So they know where we are. They're able to follow us. Uh, I usually forget to sign into that, but called bass tracker. He, he, well, that bass tracks is what it's called on the bass master program. But, uh, so it's kind of an interesting, interesting idea and concept, but no one thought he even had a chance when they were looking at the estimated weights. And, uh, but the fairy tale story concludes itself. Jason Christie, Bassmaster Classic Champion. Uh, and I just love the, the whole, there's one, nothing that beats a Bassmaster Classic. And there never I, I will be in bass fishing in, in 
I believe in fishing, sport fishing in general, nothing will beat it. I don't care if there's a tuna tournament that pays a million dollars. And there is. And there are. You don't, there, more of the world knows about the Bassmaster Classic than any other sport fishing tournament in the world, hands down. No you know, the, the, if you've never, if you're an outdoor fishing guy, it, you've never been to a classic, it is worth the effort. And you just had one in Dallas last year, so it would have been a really good one to go to. But um, it is absolutely worth going and spending a couple of days at. It's like, it was like going to the Olympics or like going to any super like going to the Super Bowl or anything like that. It is definitely, I mean, every time I've been, it's just been a blast and super exciting. So, yeah, yes, I, I high five that whole thing about the classic. And, and I also think that a lot of guys bailed on bass and went to other places to do other things. Um, but man, if they've never won the classic, they're, they're still chasing something that's the classic is the ultimate bass tournament. When you, when you get to that level, when you hit the elites, man, I can't, you know, so Jason Christie had come back, left major league fishing, decided he wanted to get back on the elite series, qualified his first attempt to get back into the elite series, qualified for the Bassmaster classic. And then his first year back wins the Bassmaster Classic. I mean, the dude is the real deal. So it was it was good to see. I was glad he won. Um, kind of a neat thing on their website too. Right now, they just put up. I noticed on the Bassmaster uh, Bassmaster dot the 2022 Elite uh, the Anglers Boat Wraps which I know that's kind of weird and they do it every year, but I just, I don't know. I like looking at the different boat wraps that everybody has for the year. I think it's, they're just cool. You know, you get well, to I'll see, tell you, they're just I'll cool boats. The one, one of my all time favorite ones was our own David Cosner's. Cause yeah. it looked like a P 51 fighter, you know, old fighter plane. Yeah, that was a cool rap. That yeah. was a cool rap. Yeah, he did a he. Did, that was that was a fun one to see. Uh, but the raps, yes, just just a cool thing to look at. I am, like I said uh, in the last segment, I am literally staring over a private lake as the uh, fog lifts on top of the water and the sun creeps up over the edge. And there's a bald eagle flying over the tall pine trees around me. I mean, I could not, I could not put uh, the, the, I, oh gosh. Oh, you finish your speech. You no, I can't. I can't. I can't. Like, yeah. There's somebody. I can't say I'm enough. There's somebody blowing a whistle or something in the background. I can't figure out what the noise is. I pledge allegiance. There's a dying bird. Is, it, is that a chicken? Is that a chicken outside <laughs> dying? 
No, I thought you were doing a something like as I sit here watching the sunrise and the fog over the lake and the bald eagle. I just want to say thanks to the first responders out there and those protecting our country. Well, there, I mean, there's a lot of truth to that, but that's not initially where I was taking this. No, well, I was sorry. just saying that those mornings that you wake up uh, either at the ranch or at the lake and you see those mornings, you, you, we're back to before the time change the sun was up the last several months as we were doing the show right we, we get up to do the show the sun's up you kind of don't get that that same feeling as when we're doing the show as the sun's coming up in the morning i don't know it's hey. i'm not i don't mean to get all emotional on you well speaking of sun sun automotive everybody at some point Needs to have the vehicle, their vehicle repaired, right, Cody? It can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. We use our friends at Sun Automotive Service. Sun Automotive Service is a family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. Each and every person, Sun Automotive, works hard to demonstrate they take pride in what they do, and we want to be your place to bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. At sunautomotiveservice.com. Go visit them at 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway at Cedar Park and 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown. And now Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Go online sunautoservice.com All right, coming, coming up, up next is news on, the weird you only get it one place it is the number one outdoor radio show in Texas actually in the world today it's the world you get it only one place it's the outdoorzone.com in the master's chambers they gathered for the feast hey American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back, Regulators. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. I'm TJ Granny with Cody Ryan, Beefsteak, and Road Rash, and we're hanging out uh, at one of the in most incredible places in Austin, Texas, uh, is uh, Austin's hottest restaurant, The Shore, Raw Bar and Grill. Um, and one of the things that we tell you about every week, and you just got to go to their shoreatx.com website, shoreatx.com uh, website, and click on music. They've got music every night over there. Today, they got the Jazz Ensemble on Sunday, Jazz Brunch on Sunday, Shore Sunday Jam Session, Monday Night Jazz, uh, Floyd, Floyd Domino is there, Honeybee uh, Jazz Quartet, just a, a great place to go, uh, great dinner, great food. They have um, specials every week. They have a, a lobster and oyster dish right now this week that is just to blow your socks off. Um, I love this place. I love it because it's fresh. It's cool. It's, um, and it is Austin. Um, 
with a twist. And so go go see our friends over at Shore Raw Barn Grill. Our buddies Rick Wahlberg and Jim Schneider have put something together over there that's really special. Located on Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the YNO. Kill the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. ShoreATX.com for details. ShoreATX.com for details. Now it's time for our news of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. So Austin entrepreneurs start lands start up lands $60 million as it tries to bring back the woolly mammoth. Colossal, the Texas-based bioscience company working to bring back the woolly mammoth, raised $60 million as it plans to speed up its growth, including its Austin operations. The company, which has offices in Austin, Dallas, and Boston, is led by Austin-based entrepreneur Ben Lamb and geneticist George Church of Harvard Medical School. They started the company this past September with the goal of rapidly advancing the field of species de-extinction and combating climate change. (laughs) The company is best known for its lofty goal of restoring a woolly mammoth and elephant hybrid to the Arctic tundra Within the next decade, in 2015, Church and his genetics team were able to successfully use technology to copy mammoth genes into a genome of an Asian elephant. The company has raised $75 million to date. Lauren and the company, Lamb said the company is also using computation biology to bring back a secondary species in addition to the mammoth through the though the company isn't yet disclosing what species it might be working on mm, a raptor this upset me this is this is one that upsets me only because number 1 75 million bucks you are there are people out there donating 75 million dollars oh these are these are the who's who I get it. The, I get it. I get where the money. I get it. I get. Paris I, I understand. Was one of the donors. Yeah, I. I don't doubt it. She's very wise in her age. Uh, sarcastic insert <laughs> sarcasm. Uh, I don't know. Twelve. But wow. the woolly mammoth. What are we gonna do? So let's pretend that this is actually going to come to fruition right okay we all know it's not going to they they're they're going to raise 75 million dollars oh, they're going to live on those salaries oh man there's not going to be a hundred percent woolly mammoth walking around no but they're saying they're going to take the 75 million bucks like 70 percent it's a market it's DNA another marketing firm that's what it is it's a marketing firm they're going to continue to spend a bunch of money and raise a bunch of money and have huge salaries and have Drive dinners Porsches. with Paris Hilton, have dinners with Paris Hilton. So they come up, let's pretend that they actually use this 75 million bucks to develop and bring back the endangered woolly mammoth. All right. Let's go. Let's go with you. Why, why do things go extinct? Because they're not adapting. They're not fitting into the environment for which 
surrounds them, whether it be they get overhunted, which is very, very seldomly, if ever, the actual case. Right. But the truth being that the environment changes in some form or fashion Beef, as you, things do. Can you imagine and, how Cody's going to go off on the woolly mammoth eating all the tundra in the Arctic <laughs> well, like he does carp? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Introduced It'll into take over with, and there'll be nothing left but polar bears and woolly mammoths. It's just, it's <laughs> dumb. It. I just, it's such a, it's such a, I just a waste. don't, You're gonna I don't say understand it's a waste. why. They got a lot of people with a lot of money, and, and these guys are typically pretty smart guys getting behind this. Well, so the science, I understand, but why? Why? Well, what is I'll, it I'll tell you why. What does it do to our nation, our world, our people? The people in it. What does it do? Our people. Our people. What does it do to progress? Our well, the as far as the hunting, as far as the hunting outdoor men or people, um, man, I want to get on that list. We yeah, I'd love to well, have so, a woolly mammoth on mounted in the front, right in the front room. Can you imagine what that's like? And I'll get, get money for that. It'll like never the happen. Whole front of your house. Do you understand? So the, it's like an elephant is not even. But. What if Fractions. they could bring back Lincoln or Roosevelt? Just we're talking about woolly man. Get their DNA. Well, I know, but this is whole. This is a whole DNA thing. So, and w what they want to do is, if something goes e extinct, they want to be able to rescue it and bring it back, or things that have right. gone extinct. They want to, you know, like the red-breasted, uh, you know, quackily do. They were, you know, why did he go extinct? Because they ran out of the uh, the two inch uh, wiggle worm that was so prevalent back in the twenties, you're going to bring back Brazil. full, full I lineage. don't know, but it's so I mean, Cody, it's you're a, going like, what do they DNA eat? Science. Right, it's they, a DNA science. They probably had I'm to just, eat everything, so you know that's why they went extinct, right? They didn't have whatever they needed to survive. Is yeah, that well, there's a reason. The environment changed. The food sources changed. Something dramatic changed to lose an entire species. Yet there's people raising money, millions of dollars, to try and bring it back. And what's the purpose? What does it do for our environment? Well, TJ said Other that than say, hey, we now have a woolly mammoth walking around let's try and make a listen female. listen to these guys so let's take a rib from this woolly mammoth and make a female woolly mammoth oh billionaire get it that was a yeah Jesus and tolco ceo thomas toll uh one ventures uh paris hilton arch venture co-founder robert nelson and urethrum co-founder charles hoskins Urethrum, that's the that's the <clears throat> internet money, right? Isn't that uh, what that is? Well, I, I it thought is. it was You know, you I know what this all urine. this is just baseline for human <laughs> genetics. Human genetics, right? I mean, you go experiment with all this because it's on uh, animals, right? But it's just preparing the way for uh the next thing. So and then they'll human. have to bring back the caveman because It'll find it'll the Neanderthal turn out that he's the only the Neanderthal, which that's right. They're going to have to come take blood out of beef, <laughs> and and it's going to be the only creature that can kill the woolly mammoth when it overpopulates the Arctic. So they're going to be finding beefs 
all, and have to, you know, Can you imagine a bunch of us running people. around up there doing that? Cody? Cody Ryan? I, I don't. I just think it's That's dumb. your family history a, coming up there, buddy. <laughs> I think it's a waste of money, a waste of time, and it annoys me that people actually donate towards the idea of that. Now, is there a different... Do they have, does that company have a different, uh, I don't know, business plan than bringing back the woolly mammoth? I don't know. I didn't look any further into their background on what they may have done in the past. It wasn't any fun doing that. I just wanted to talk about the woolly mammoth stuff. But that's my point, too, is that they're utilizing that portion, right? I mean, that's what they're playing on. Well, you're, you're kind of, you sound kind of sound like you're saying, oh, these are just a bunch of young guys out of college that are driving Porsches and no, that's flying in that, private jets and these uh, are probably raising very, money. Yeah. Well, these are probably very wealthy, uh, smart folks. And I still think they're going to be driving Porsches and raising money for a cause that just Come on, it doesn't tell me. move the needle. It doesn't move the needle. What does it solve? What does it do? I would. That's what I want. One of the things, one of the things that they've been doing is they they have a DNA collection bank. So they have been going around to zoos and other places and collecting the that's DNA. Great. I mean, all that's. It, great. I mean, do we have a seed bank. We should have a DNA bank. Well, hey, I don't I, know. yesterday we, maybe I should just ditch the fast talk and the sticker scam and shop at our. Uh, Shop at our friends, Nile Maxwell GMC, where the price you see is the price you pay. Aftermarket options are available to you, and you will never be added on to your prior purchase of your vehicle without the consent of you. Truckloads of new GMCs, 2022 GMCs, are showing up every day at Truck Month, and you can shop their entire lineup of 2022 GMCs from any maker model at Nile Maxwell GMC. But the best way to see their inventory before they're gone is right there in Round Rock. Go visit our friends of professional-grade experts who will take first-class care of you. They believe the delivery of your vehicle is just the beginning of the relationship, not the end. Nile Maxwell GMC, exit 256 in Round Rock, or online, nilemaxwellgmc.com. See dealer for details, and as always, you'll have Nile's promise to beat any competitor's price in Central Texas. Just bring us their deal, and they'll beat it. We are professional grade. All right. When we come back, we're going to do a uh, segment on game board and field notes, and we're going to talk a little bit about that fire that happened in Bastrop and how Texas Parks and Wildlife will process these things. Um, and then we're going to tell you how to get a job at a national park. Hmm. I mean, would you like to work at Yellowstone? Are you, are you pointing at the me? The Grand Canyon? <laughs> yes, I am. You need a right job, you. Cody. Come on, you know. <laughs> All right. It's saying. the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Only one place. 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, Regulators. The Outdoor Zone. Hey, uh, that's a beautiful view, Cody Ryan. Cody Ryan is at the 
lake. I'm at the uh, base camp uh, office, and Beefsteak is <laughs> at uh, the bunkhouse. Crazy. Everybody's got a different a different view. Hey, uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about game warden field notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true game warden field notes. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, so game warden field notes last week, I participated. I think we talked about it a little bit to participated in, um, a review Texas parks and wildlife, uh, did a review on, they did a scheduled burn at Bastrop state park, which is a common thing to do in parks, national parks, state parks, a lot of areas. Uh, prescribed burning is something that's commonly done to get rid of the underbrush. Matter of fact, a lot of the, a lot of people will tell you that is the problems, why they have so many problems in California is because they haven't done prescribed burns and other things that clean out the underbrush. Uh, uh, they were talking during this, uh, during this community gathering, um, they were talking about how if you have the underbrush cleared out correctly, that a wildfire will be two, three, four inches high, burn right underneath your trees, go right across your property and out the other side. Nice. It won't tear. It won't burn up your trees. It won't burn up your houses. It won't, it'll, if it's done, if your underbrush is cleared out correctly and uh, was really, really interesting, but I have to say, I have to, I have to shout out. So sometimes we question parks and wildlife. Um, we're going to try and get David Sykes on the phone, maybe at eight o'clock hour. Uh, he was the uh, past outdoor journalist for Corpus Christi caller times. And some, he would sit in the, um, in the meetings with parks and wildlife when they were making decisions. And, um, it was really interesting. And sometimes we question what they're doing behind closed doors. Right. We, we wonder if the carp in the lakes or the, uh, deer regulations or trout regulations, whatever it is, if those things are really wise. Um, but I have to tell you uh, total shout out. So parks and wildlife did this prescribed burn. It was one that their staff did. It was Texas parks and wildlife. And, um, they were short a few staffers. Um, everything said it was okay to burn, but maybe if somebody just kind of made a judgment call personally just from their being there um they burned two spot two sections instead of maybe they should have just done one there were some questions but they were very transparent about it they had a third party come in from out of state to do the evaluation five people well what had happened if those that don't know is that a prescribed burn got out of hand in yes. gas drop texas and, and it got it got out of hand 600 yeah, and 700 to 800 acres, something like that. They got burned yeah. up. And, and it was private property, got into this, some private property. Some people lost some stuff. Um, it was, it was hard. It was hard. And, and in this region where, uh, where I am and where I come from, the show comes from, we have part of the, um, pine belt comes through here, 
comes from North Carolina through Georgia, through Alabama, Mississippi, down through Texas. And, and this is, I'm right in the middle of the pine belt and that stuff is flammable. And this community has had some uh, terrible, terrible fires. And, uh, but I, my point is parks and wildlife brought in these people. They were very transparent. They had a community out there. There was some mad, mad, mad people that have lived here for years and they've gone through these fires before. And they're like, why is this happening again? Right. And, uh, you, you, but, you can't blame them. No, 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 nobody was blaming them. Everybody was like, but I'll tell you who the, who the star of the show was in the middle of the room answering everybody's question was Carter Smith, head of Texas parks and wildlife. And he said, when they said one of the uh, upset ladies, rightfully so, um, she said, I just want to know who, do, who is going to get fired on this? Where does this stop? And Carter said, well, first of all, nobody's going to get fired because the valuation showed that they did it according to the scientific calculations. But where does the buck end? It buck ends right here with me. And he just took full responsibility for his staff and Parks and Wildlife and what happened and so anyway, I just wanted to do a shout out to Carter Smith and Texas Parks and Wildlife. Um, you know, we question them and we should, we should always be watching and, and reading the, the behind the scene, trying to find out what's going on with our rules and regs for parks and wildlife and what they're doing with our parks and wildlife money and what they're doing with our Texas lands or our national parks, all that. I mean, whoever's listening to the show, you ought to know what's going on with your parks and, and, uh, and, you know, through the whole pandemic, we were so, we were so frustrated with them saying, open up the parks, the national parks, the state parks, the city county parks ought to be open. Right. People need to get outside. That was one of your big things, Cody. And, and, you know, I bet you if they look back on it now, there may be some questions. The only thing is, uh, you know, they didn't have personnel to clean right. up clean up the porta potties or whatever it took so but anyway shout out to carter smith job well done uh honored and uh super pleased to have him as leading this thing uh in the state of texas anyway um and you should know who your parks and wildlife uh, director is in your state and um but anyway so th the other thing i wanted to say was ha have you i mean when was the last last time you went to a national park Yellowstone, Grand Grand Canyon. Uh, we we went uh, uh, two years ago to Grand Canyon. That was pretty incredible. So it's it's what well, when you stay at the old lodges or if you eat at the the national park restaurant stuff like that, it is a huge. There is a huge bunch of people who volunteer. They're either retired or even college students, young people who volunteer voluntarily or employed um, by the national parks during the season. And they need a whole army of people to work. And they, you know, it's not the highest paid job, but, uh, two years ago, John Michael and I went to our, our young, my youngest went to uh, Yellowstone and the only lodging they had was one little cabin. It was back in the back where all the employees stay in this one area. And it was the coolest thing. And I always thought, man, if I was a young person or if I was retired, 
I would love to go work a summer in a national park like Yellowstone or Big Ben or something. I would love to do that. You know, and, Palo Duro Canyon up in North Texas, you know, by Amarillo, second largest canyon in the world, right? Uh, next to uh, the Grand Canyon. There's cabins down at the bottom of it. You wind all the way down there, CC, you know, Conservation Corps cabins that were done in the 1930s, and you can rent those out. It's really cool. It's only like 45 so if you bucks wanna, a night. If you want to look at it, I would love that. If you want to look at a job, uh, go to USA Jobs, usajobs.com, working in national parks, USA Jobs. They've, uh, uh, Yellowstone needs 780 people a year to work there. Um, another thing, hey, if you love land, if you love dirt, if you own land or dirt, farmranchstore.com is where you need to be going to get all your gear. You need to get your uh, gates there. You need to get your uh, fencing there. Uh, rodeo arenas, whatever you need. If you have a farm or ranch operation, they have the safe and well-built equipment that you can rely on for years to come. They got Prefert Powder River, WW Manufacturing, everything you need. If you're a landowner, if you got a piece of dirt and you need some gear, fencing, whatever it is you need, go to farmranchstore.com. Farmranchstore.com, that's where the landowner goes to get the job done. Hey, we've got a whole nother hour of the Outdoor Zone. You don't want to miss it. You got your PETA report, your Armed Citizens report, all that and more coming up. It's the number one outdoor radio show in Texas right here. It's the Outdoor Zone. Find us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.